Blog Talk Radio. So it's faith-based. So you're involved with faithism, not atheism, right? It was that you said, saying that you know a lot of Christians, um, they maybe text or they maybe email you, and you know they was pretty much scared of you. And I said, oh, okay, a challenge, okay. No, I believe the Bible. I don't believe the Bible is saying that slavery is okay because it gives instructions about how to handle slavery. Andrew, that's faith. You just said you accept evolution, evolution theory. So that's faith. You got faith in a theory. By any chance, are you gay? Uh, what do you think about bow totes? Thank you all so much for joining me here again on the Atheist Roundtable. My name is Andrew Garber, and I'm your host here on the Atheist Roundtable. This is going to be, again, I promise you, I promise you, this is going to be, again, a weekly show about atheism and agnosticism, belief and non-belief and a whole bunch of other things. Look, in 2018, what I'm probably going to have to do is change the time that I do this show, and I, I have to do the show live, all right? I have to. I can't do this show recorded. I've tried to record the show. I can't do anything but live. That's how I'm going to have to roll. But I'm old, and I can't do this at 11 p.m. on Sundays anymore, so I'm going to have to change the time. If you want to make sure that you know what time it's going to be on, send me a friend request on Facebook. Like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable on Facebook. Uh, Those are the ways that I'm going to disseminate that kind of information. And when you realize that you no longer have to stay up at 11 p.m. on Sunday, like I do, in order to enjoy the show live, then you can go to iTunes and leave me that oh-so-coveted five-star review that you've been waiting to do just as soon as I move my time slot. Okay, so 2018 is going to be when I actually come back and start doing live shows all the time, at least once a week, on Sunday, uh, on a regular basis. Okay, we're going to be doing this. There's going to be a Facebook video all the time. You're going to love it. You're going to be able to see me. I think maybe the audio could be better on Facebook than it is on Blog Talk Radio because I know I have audio issues. I'm sorry I have audio issues. It's all my fault. I suck. I don't know why you're listening. But I will say this. Tonight what I want to talk about is every once in a while when I'll talk to a believer, uh, we'll, talk, we'll get into evidence, right? I will want them to produce evidence that their God exists. And you know the kind of evidence they're going to give me. I know the kind of evidence they're going to give me. They're going to give me the teleological argument. They're going to give me the ontological argument. They're going to give me the moral argument. And all of those arguments fall apart so fast, and we've all debunked all of those arguments so many times before. Eventually, though, what that other person is going to say to me is, fine, you don't like any of that evidence. Fine. What evidence will you accept for the existence of God? And most of the time, when someone asks me that question, I'll say, I don't know. I don't know. And and to be fair, that's a completely honest answer. I really don't know what kind of evidence would convince me that a God exists. I'm not completely sure that I really know what God I'm being convinced exists. I'm not entirely sure that I know 
that I'm being convinced of Yahweh or Jehovah or Muhammad, whatever, right? I mean, there are lots of gods. I could be being convinced of any one of them with the teleological argument or the ontological argument or all of those arguments could point to lots of gods. When it comes to the evidence that I actually want, what I really want is evidence that points to one God. Right? Although, if it were evidence that points to an existence of a lot of gods, at least that would be something. Right? I don't think that any of those arguments point to anything. Not gods or God. And sometimes it's important to distinguish that I'm not trying to, con- to convince someone of one particular thing, but of a group of things. Right? If, if you had never heard of dogs before, right? if, if dogs were completely foreign to you and you'd never heard of them before, I might start by saying, well, I have a dog. Right? And then you go, I don't, I don't know what that is. It's a dog. Everybody knows what dogs are. Dogs are dogs. Well, I don't know what dogs are. Explain to me how dogs are real. Um, you, know, you, you might start by talking about your specific rover or whatever, or you might talk about how dogs are descended from wolves, all the different breeds and types of dogs, how, how dogs help people and how those ancestors. There are lots of different ways of going about this. And I think for me, I'm less interested in evidence that would point to God's overall as I am for evidence that points to a very specific God. Whatever God you want me to believe, whatever God that you're trying to convince me is the actual real deal, that is the God that I want to see evidence for. That is the God that you need to convince me actually exists. You know, if you were, we, were, we were talking about dogs. Dogs are eating because <laughs> they actually exist, right? So pictures of dogs might be appropriate, right? You could easily tell me some stories about you and the dog. You could, you, you could describe the day that you brought your dog into your house and all the joy that it brought to your family. More importantly, you show me the dog. I could put my hand on the dog, pet it, realize that this, at least this creature here is a dog. That goes a long way, I think, in showing that something is real when I can put my hands on it. And I realize it's kind of silly to pretend that no one's ever heard of a dog, but I think that it's the kind, it's the kind of question that we don't think about a lot, right? How would I ever show that dogs exist? And if dogs really do exist, how would I then show that God exists, right? If gods or God really does exist, what kind of evidence convinces a person who's never heard of a dog before that dogs exist? What kind of evidence convinces a person that God exists when they are not convinced that God exists? Nobody I know is convinced dragons really exist, right? What kind of evidence would you need 
to be convinced that dragons are real. Not big lizards, right? Not huge mutant animals, right? I'm talking about freaking dragons, right? I'm talking about those big lizards that breathe. That's what I'm talking about. What kind of evidence would would convince you that dragons are real? How do you go about that? And if we're talking about one particular dragon, I I recall a uh, old eighties cartoon. It's called Dungeons and Dragons. There was Tiamat had seven heads. The only thing that scared away Avenger from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon of the nineteen eighties. But if you're old like me, you remember that cartoon and you loved it. That is absolutely true. How would you go about convincing me uh, that Tiamat could show me pictures, just like you could show me pictures of a dog, right? You could tell me stories about Tiamat. You could relate the kinds of things that Tiamat did in the cartoon, uh, just like you could relate the story of when you brought your dog to your family the first time. You could tell me all those kinds of things, but now I don't get to put my hand directly on Tiamat, do I? I don't, I don't get to see, I don't get to experience for myself. All I have are your pictures and your word about this creature. I'm just going to have to say that I don't know anybody who would be convinced that dragons existed, much less a particular dragon, Tiamat. But I, I can't think of something that would that I could produce, right? I can't think of something that I could make that would convince a reasonable person that dragons were real. I don't know how to do that. And so when I say I don't know what kind of evidence it would take for me to be convinced that God exists, I'm saying that not only would you have to present the kind of evidence that would convince me that Tiamat, you'd have to go further than that, right? Because Tiamat is not God. Tiamat is more reasonable in existence than a God or God, right? If you can't, if if you have no idea, and I have no idea, how anyone would ever present the kind of evidence that would convince me that a strategy, how in the world do we get to God? I find it crazy. But I know that uh, I don't know what kind of evidence would convince um, unsatisfactory a lot of times. I know that it feels like a letdown or a cop-out. I get that. But the bottom line is that, look, I wish there was something concrete and tangible that I could hold on to, something that I hear a lot of people tell me that would convince them for things like uh, some message in the sky that is immediately and translated and understandable to everyone on the planet, something that's visible and understandable to everyone on the planet simultaneously, right? Because this defies the laws of nature as we know them, right? How can everyone on a planet, on a 
round globe see something all at the same time. At some point, something is hidden by a actual planet, right? If it's over there, and then people over, right? So how in the world can everybody all see it, and then how can everybody understand it? How could it be such? How could that possibly happen? That could be something that might raise an eyebrow, but I don't know that even if we discovered some phenomenon that appeared to violate every law of physics that we know of. I still don't know that I would be convinced that that would be evidence of a God. It may be that we have just discovered a new rule of the universe that allows us to do things that we never knew before, right? Maybe it's some great brand new discovery. How do we tell the difference then between things that, that change our understanding of, of the world and the universe in which we live versus brand new thing, um, never before observed evidence of God. How do we tell the difference between the two? It just, I don't know that seeing that message in the sky would be terribly convincing. I don't know. I wish there was something that would be cool to actually have evidence, wouldn't it? If evidence actually did exist, the first people that will figure it out will probably be the atheists. You know, the the arguments that we get, the teleological arguments, the ontological arguments, the moral arguments that we get for the existence of God aren't the non-believers. That is God exists. They're there to convince the believer that there is good reason to believe that a God exists. There isn't anything else to those. And I wish I really wish that there were. I wish that things were uh, better than a word game, uh, better than a play on words and puns in order to make a uh, in order to make a deity. Um, there are there are real mysteries in the universe, and when we find those mysteries, we can tell the difference between chasing after gods and chasing after actual real knowledge. Because when we get that real knowledge, never what we expected. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's never the thing that we actually thought it was going to be. It's always something completely different. Every person I know who tells me that God is real is also convinced that they know exactly what God is, exactly the nature of God, all the thing. There is no mystery, in other words, about this God. They'll tell you that God works in a mysterious way. But that really is just an excuse for, I don't know why God does things. It's almost like he doesn't exist, but I know he does. That's very mysterious. Yeah. See, I am cutting these things short. I'm sorry. 
I'm cutting them short again because I'm old and tired. I want to be able to go to bed, and it's 11 o'clock at night on Sunday. And like everybody else, I have to go back to work tomorrow. It's not fun. It's not good. But it's a thing that has to happen. That's the way it goes. So, thanks for joining me, even though it's been a short show. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone who has shown me so much love and support as I took 2017 to just kind of flounder around in podcasting world. I'm coming back in 2018. We're going to have lots of wonderful things to talk about. Yes, we are. We're going to have lots of wonderful things to talk about. If you have any comments or suggestions for the show, you can message me on Facebook. You can send me a friend request. You can go to the Atheist Roundtable uh, Facebook page. You can send me requests there. All right, whatever you guys want to talk about, you just let me know, and we might just do that. In fact, if we wanted to do some kind of Google thing, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll broadcast that live on Facebook. Maybe we'll just do that. That could be. And then it, this atheist roundtable thing won't just be one dude talking into the uh, talking into the internet. That would be great fun. Okay, so uh, take care of yourselves. God isn't here. We are. Good night. Oh, no. I'm not playing the outro yet. Uh, Good night. No, not playing. Like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable at slash Atheist Roundtable on Facebook or find your host at slash Andrew the Atheist. Send all of your email to andrewtheatheist at gmail.com. This podcast is the official podcast of atheists, humanists, and agnostics of the Wabash Valley. Find us on Facebook for monthly meetups. Music for this episode is provided, as always, by Dick Richards. Thank you, Dick. God is here. We are. Take care of yourselves.